Jay Gennaro with Avanti Group, and I'm joined by Don Holly, the Chief Accounting Officer at American Capital Mortgage Investment Corporation. American Capital Mortgage Investment Corporation is a publicly traded real estate investment trust that invests in, finances, and manages a portfolio of real estate-related investments. Don is going to share his views on a variety of issues with us. Don, thanks for being with us today. Jay, it's great to be here. Thank you. I want you to give us a two-minute bio on your professional background. Sure. Um, I started in public accounting back in 1992 with Arthur Anderson and spent uh, 10 years with, uh, with the firm. And six of those 10 years were overseas working on audit clients, um, helping uh, foreign uh, companies get uh, financing in the U.S. and Europe. Um, so it was a good start. Definitely a great way. You know, public accounting is a good way to get into the the accounting world and the business field in general. Um, after that, I uh, spent a couple of years uh, doing equity research with Deutsche Bank, and then a couple of years with the uh, accounting policy implementation group at Credit Suisse. Uh, both of those were in New York, and uh, that then in about uh, 2006 came down to the D.C. area to work with Freddie Mac in the uh, controllers group in the investments and capital markets division, um, working with a lot of mortgage-backed securities, um, derivatives, uh, funding uh, for those uh, securities, and uh, and also getting into getting involved in the valuation of the uh, securities portfolios. Um, and from there, uh, in 2011, had an opportunity to come over to American Capital. Uh, they were kicking off a new hybrid mortgage REIT that invests in agency and non-agency securities. And in uh, the summer of 2011, took that uh, took that venture public, and uh, kind of got the finance function up and running. And it's been uh, it's been a very good uh, coming up on five years now. Um, it's been good so far. Can you tell me a little bit about the the scope of your responsibility currently in terms of the team that you have there? Sure. Um, like I mentioned, we kind of started the team from scratch back in '11, and uh, the primary you know objective is really um, gap SEC financial reporting and tax reporting as a um, we are a, a mortgage REIT for tax purposes. So IRS compliance with all the REIT rules are critical for our you know business model. And so all of the tax compliance, um, we have uh, also a lot of uh, uh, risk management um, systems that we work with that we integrate from the you know trade capture process all the way through the back office risk system and up and in, you know um, integrate into the sub ledger and into our general ledger. Um, so kind of the front you know front to back processing of all the data. Um, do a, responsible for all the board reporting of the financial results, uh, audit committee reporting, have to uh, meet with the audit committee on at least a quarterly basis um, and go through the results with them, going over all the tax compliance, all the uh, latest tax updates, and then uh, preparing investor um, investor relations presentations. We have a, a quarterly shareholder report that we put out, um, uh, PowerPoint slides, um, kind of showing the the latest update on the business and the risks we face and, uh, and the opportunities we have. So it's kind of the entire uh, finance function is what uh, what I'm responsible for. What, in your opinion, are the top trends, threats, or opportunities related to accounting for public companies? Sure, I think um, when I think about trends, um, I think about innovation. Um, on, on the one hand, um, technology 
and the the integration that we have in our systems, kind of like I mentioned, from data capture all the way through to the financial statements, we try to have as much um, you know direct end-to-end processing as possible and try to keep the manual um, adjustments to a minimum wherever possible. Um, and so I think technology has a great opportunity there for the accounting profession to really kind of take some of the risk in terms of manual processes out and you know focus more on the analytics, more on the substance of the transactions, the economics, and and, and also focus more on explaining to investors what's happening. So I think it's a it's a good opportunity for accountants to to kind of move more into the you know the thinking and describing um, business rather than just simply you know number manipulation and number transfer. So that's I think it's been good um, for the profession. Um, I think uh, you know for our for our organization um, having organizational um, efficiency exercises to kind of understand as as our business develops how do we need to adjust in the finance function and the uh, and the back office team to meet the changing needs of the business whether it's we make an acquisition or we divest of some assets or we change our our management strategy across different product types how can we you know most efficiently address the business and i think that's really the key is is kind of making sure that your your accounting and reporting function is attuned to the changes of the business to make sure that uh, there aren't any gaps and there aren't any also you know inefficient overlaps you, you mentioned software or technology being helpful is there any particular software that you've used in the past that, that you like or would recommend yeah, obviously it depends on the the business. Our 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 business is a, a basically a portfolio um, of investment securities, largely fixed income um, investment securities. So from that perspective, interest rate risk, prepayment risk, those type of of um, risk structures, we we use a system that BlackRock has developed called Aladdin. Um, and that's a very good, what I'd call a middle office risk management system. And we we use that as our data capture, and we um, kind of have that um, directly plugged into our prime brokerage accounts and as well as our, our sub-ledgers. So we try to, to, to take some of the um, manual inputs or at least squeeze as much of the manual processing out and have as much um, data transfer um, linked as possible. Um, so that's that's good for a, a, I would recommend that it's a it's a it's definitely a, a closer to the Rolls Royce of solutions. It's um, so depending on the scale of the operations, it may or may not make uh, cost effective sense. But um, in terms of financial reporting, we've we've been using web filing since our since our IPO, and I think you know the the financial reporting process um, using a, a a source like web filings. Uh, I think it's they've now changed their name to Workovia. Um, I, I think that uh, that compared to the old, you know, word processing options of Word and and sharing different Word files, it's it's definitely made a huge advance from a financial reporting and SEC reporting and SEC filing perspective, and that's also uh, very <clears throat> useful in terms of XBRL requirements for SEC. That's already integrated into the product, so we've had uh, we've had some good experience with that so far. What innovative ideas and strategies are you currently implementing within your department? Um, so for us, it's um, again, it's not so much I'd say what specifically we're doing, but again, back to 
kind of aligning your department to what the business needs. And I guess as an example, we, like I said, we had our IPO and really built the group from scratch back in 2011. And as you can imagine, you know, building up a new team and building up new systems and implementing controls, that that requires a slightly different structure and maybe a different group of people than a kind of operation that's got five years of successful processing. So I think um, both understanding your own maturity and the kind of life, life cycle of a business and a financial reporting function is key. And then um, laying out kind of an an, whether it's annual or biannual or just a periodic review, kind of a self-assessment. How are we, how are we doing what we're doing? And I think that's really been, um, for us, the innovation, not so much a particular technology, but just kind of thinking through and brainstorming how do we best organize ourselves and what what skills do we you know as the as the business changes and investment products like i mentioned uh can evolve over time uh, do we need to bring in new skill sets to better address those or do we need to maybe prioritize more on one area of tax compliance and less on this other area that was previously a struggle but now is more or less um a routine process so just keep you know keeping your head up and and focusing on on what are the key risks and what what can add value to the front office that's really what we uh, what we try to do what do you see as being the biggest business challenge that you faced recently and and how did you overcome it yeah so so for us our, our business challenge a lot of <clears throat> a lot of the um let's say regulatory and governmental um actions that uh whether it's congress or the SEC or the IRS or other regulators in the financial services area um, are are doing. They're you know they're they have good intentions and trying to do their best to help uh, protect shareholders and other stakeholders in our economy, and that's that's very good. Um, but sometimes you know even the best intentions can be challenging to implement, you know, in the real day to day world of you know of accounting. Um, so I think for us, the, the challenge is kind of staying abreast of those regulatory um, and, um, you know, uh, gap changes, making sure we implement them appropriately, working with our, you know, we, we do a lot to work with our peers in the uh, mortgage REIT business to kind of make sure that we're all on the same page. Sometimes there are some gray areas, um, especially in the, the IRS tax world. Um, and we just want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're right in the herd. We are, you know, consistent with our peers um, on these gray areas. We want to make sure that we're generally on the same page. So I think the challenge is really um, understanding what what's the substance of some of these rule changes and making sure that we, you know, we're doing the right thing and uh, complying. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a challenge, not just for REITs, that's not just for financial services, but it's all real all, all public accounting. We've also got the, you know, our auditors have a lot of conversations with the PCAOB and they have audit standards that they need to meet. Um, and so really working with auditors also, um, you know, to, to try to get them the, the, the audit evidence they need, but also to try to keep, uh, keep audit fees under control as well. So that's a, that's been a challenge for a, a lot of, uh, a lot of firms, uh, lately. Okay. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and uh, yeah, sure. talk a little more about your your career. So, in terms of <clears throat> you know choosing a career, choosing the career that you have, I mean, what do you, what do you feel like are the primary factors that led you to take a, a path within the public company accounting arena? Yeah, I think um, really the my main 
you know, the, the main attribute of public accounting uh, or public company reporting uh, that attracted me is just the access to the capital markets, right? It's kind of obvious, but that's uh, that's what that's what being a public company is all about, right? And and I think um, the efficient allocation of capital for a, any nation or any group is a, is a good thing, right? And I think that public companies can play a great role in that, right? We have we have standards that are intended to um, illuminate uh, information to shareholders, right? To be transparent, to explain to them what you know what our business model is, what our financial position looks like today and what our results were for the past and also hopefully give them an idea of, of what we're planning for the future and I think uh, public companies are a great way to do that and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of developments lately with more private you know large successful private companies um, or even public companies going private um, but really from a from a long-term success of an economy perspective um, the the goal of public companies should be the goal of the the capital markets, um, and I think that's where it you know also gets to I mentioned before regulators um, trying to protect shareholders. Well, I think that you know there are, the pendulum can swing both ways, and I think it's important that we that we all try to remind ourselves that yes, we want to protect shareholders, but we also want to have a robust public company. Um, environment where you know companies can come out and do the right thing and show shareholders appropriate financial reporting but do it in a cost-effective way that doesn't end up driving companies either private or overseas where there's just not as much transparency and it's really ends up not being that great of a deal for for shareholders either right what do you feel are the most important skills and attributes that someone, a more junior person, needs to reach the highest levels of accounting leadership at a public company? Yeah, I really think that you know, if I had to pick, if I had to just pick one focus, it's it's really about integrity, right? Integrity or trust, however you want to describe it, but basically being someone who is known for being trustworthy, somebody who who has some a core set of beliefs. Um, that's that's probably the number one point. I think uh, you know, obviously, you you want to have smart people working for you. You want to have disciplined, goal oriented uh, members of the team, um, but you have to be able to trust them. And that's that's really you know, I think I would I would always recommend that if you if you ever get in a situation where you're questioning whether something is the right thing to do. It's probably not the right, probably not the right thing to do, and you should get some. Uh, you definitely at least talk to people about that, and talk to your your boss, and um, and and make sure that you're on the same page of uh, doing the right thing. Um, I think also, you know, like I mentioned, being disciplined and goal focused; those are very important. Um, you know, and and kind of disciplined, planning properly, working smart. Um, but you know, even. I would say the best plans and the hardest workers eventually they'll have some kind of crisis. And I think for for a leader, that's really where leaders get uh, kind of earn their paycheck is when something does go wrong. How do they handle a crisis? How do you how do you manage a crisis? Do you stay calm? Do you focus on what? Okay, I understand understand the problem. Here's what it is. This what do we need to do to fix it? Or do you run around screaming with your hair on fire and and just get everyone panicked? And I think it's it's the people who can stay calm in a crisis and and lead their team through to a to a best possible solution. That's really what uh, what senior leaders need to have. And uh, and then lastly, I just say you know, being you know being personable. You know you 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 spend many many hours um, at work 
and you want to be with people that you know are good to be around you know nice not uh, uh, not not talking badly about other people not stabbing other people in the back but just helping helping each other up and it's it's really that kind of teamwork that you know when you really think about it we're spending 40 50 60 hours a week sometimes uh, with a group of people um, for the for the good of everyone you know it's it's it certainly is a positive to be the kind of person that uh, that is enjoyable to be around so that's uh, I would wouldn't want to forget about that Great. Well, today we've spoken with Don Holly from American Capital Mortgage Investment Corp. Don has shared some great insights. Thanks for your time, Don. Thank you, Jay.